So my name is Kylie. The Nashville Temple is important to me because I grew up there. It's, it's honestly my home. I was looking through one of my journals today. One of my entries says, as I'm sitting here writing in you, I feel so calm, content, and happy. All the sorrows of my heart faded away when I stepped in. This is the true house of the Lord, and His Spirit dwells indefinitely in here. One of the workers asked me why I love it here. He caught me smiling real big, and I answered, because it's family, it's home. Hi, I'm Jerrica. And I'm Matt, and welcome to another episode of Temple Tours. Our goal is to virtually take you to Latter-day Saint temples around the world. We discuss the history of each area, little-known facts, architectural symbolism, and today we're also including a story from Kylie, who has a deep connection to this temple. Whether you're able to be there in person or you're listening to this from home, we hope that you will feel the spirit of the temple and learn what makes this temple unique. This week, we are going to the Mid-South of the United States. We're going to a growing city known for its Country Music Hall of Fame and for its Southern hospitality. Listen in as we discuss the Nashville, Tennessee Temple. The first settlers that we know of in the Nashville area was the Native American tribe, the Mississippians. After 1400 AD, other tribes such as the Cherokee, the Chickasaw, and the Shawnee people followed. In 1717, the French established a trading post there on the river's edge. Later in 1779, it became a fort known as Nashborough and changed to an English settlement. Initially, the settlement was considered part of North Carolina. In 1784, the community became Nashville, and only 12 years later, Tennessee became a state. Nashville grew quickly and was rather prosperous because of its ports of entry, both by boat and eventually by rail. Meanwhile, missionaries first arrived in Nashville in 1834. They baptized 31 people and organized a branch there. Nashville and local membership continued to grow. However, members of the church in Nashville were called west with the other pioneers, and by 1857, missionary work stopped in the area. The city was occupied for three years in the 1860s by federal troops. It was a strategic location for them during the Civil War. Missionary work resumed in the 1870s, but members were met by brutal mobs for the next 20 years. It seems that most people who were baptized in Tennessee relocated to either Colorado or Utah. The first stake in Tennessee was organized in 1965, headquartered in and called after Memphis. Since the mid-1900s, the church has continued to be welcomed and heavily involved in local communities in Tennessee which has strengthened relationships across other religious groups in the area. There are now two missions and 12 stakes in Tennessee. When the Nashville Temple was announced on November 9, 1994, there were only four operating temples east of the Mississippi. Howard W. Hunter had just dedicated Florida's first temple in Orlando just a month earlier. The other three were in Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia, and Chicago, Illinois. The St. Louis, Missouri temple had just been announced at this point, but was still under construction. Most people living east of the Rockies were traveling several hours to attend the nearest temple. For saints living in Memphis, Tennessee, for example, attending the temple meant either a six-hour drive to Atlanta or a seven-hour drive to Dallas. A temple in Nashville was going to greatly bless people in the Midwest and the South. From 1995 to 1998, the church petitioned to rezone land in Forest Hills, Tennessee, near Nashville. 
at the northeast corner of Hillsboro Pike and Old Hickory Boulevard to build the Nashville, Tennessee Temple. Unfortunately, the church was unsuccessful in this attempt. In 2001, the church sold that 21-acre plot of land to the Baptist Church, also hoping to rezone the land to build their own church there. However, it appears that they didn't get the zoning changed either, and the site is now home to the Forest Hill City Hall. On April 25, 1998, the church announced a new plan and location for the Nashville Temple. So it was going to be in a different location entirely, and it was supposed to be a bigger temple. It's supposed to cater to all of the Upper South, just really like be kind of a point of entry for anyone in that southern southeastern area. It went through like six years of zoning issues, getting rezoned and trying to get permits and things like that. People in the area that it was supposed to be built in were very concerned with it being high traffic or very loud. It's interesting because I was reading about that and from the personal person who spoke with me about it when I was in girls camp, they were saying they were just very like concerned and then they talked to the neighborhood where the temple is now about doing it and they were like, we love all of the people who go to church there. They are so quiet. They don't cause any problems at all. They're so friendly. We love all of them. And so they were like, sure, put a temple here. And it's a smaller area. So they were like, okay, we're going to make it one of the newer generational smaller temples. And it's, that's just what fits. So it's about 15 to 20 miles technically from Nashville. It resides in Franklin. And that's actually where I moved to when I was 16. So it was really cool to move there and be even closer to it. With new plans in place and a green light from the city of Franklin, Elder John K. Carmack broke ground on March 13, 1999. The groundbreaking was held the same day as two other temples. The late 1990s were certainly a time of accelerated temple building. According to historic weather data, it started to rain early that morning and continued and rained the hardest at 11 a.m. Besides the almost half an inch of rain, the morning was particularly chilly and windy, with wind gusts up to 15 miles per hour and a high temperature of only 42 degrees Fahrenheit or 6 degrees Celsius. Despite the unfriendly weather, 1,500 members from central Tennessee and southern Kentucky witnessed the groundbreaking on a particularly cold, rainy spring day. Officials breaking ground struggled to hold umbrellas while turning soaked mud one-handed. The temple was open to the public for one week prior to the dedication from May 6 to 13, 2000. Throughout the open house, various news stations released almost daily articles reporting on the church and the temple. Most reports were positive, and the public open house attracted 24,300 visitors from all different backgrounds. Elder Dunn hosted a group that consisted of two Catholic priests, two Catholic nuns, three Church of Christ ministers, two Presbyterian ministers, a Jewish rabbi, and two city councilmen. When asked about the success of the Temple Open House, Temple matron Diane McClurg said, I heard people say as they went out that they felt different when they were inside. That's a lot of what it's all about, the feeling of the spirit. 
President James E. Faust dedicated the Nashville Temple on May 21st, 2000. Only three hours away, another temple was being built at the same time. The Memphis Temple was dedicated only a month earlier. When I became of age to go to the temple, my grandparents took me there. My home wasn't a normal home that it should feel like, so uh, the Nashville Temple kind of became my home. We would go every Tuesday night, and they'd pick me up from high school and take me over there, and it was an hour-ish drive, and I'd be there from the beginning, so they'd have their temple workers meeting and I'd just be in the foyer in the waiting room and then they'd all come out and then while they were in the temple workers meeting whatever ward was doing baptisms that week would show up and I'd make new friends and whatever we'd go and do baptisms and confirmations and afterwards I'd come back out and I'd sit in the foyer while they were finishing up all of their stuff. And I'd hang out with my friends, the temple workers. And they literally became friends and family to me. Most of them came to my wedding reception, (laughs) things like that. And I was a temple worker there myself after I got my mission call. Before we continue, we would like to remind you that you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Temple Tours Pod. Be sure you're following us for a more visual version of each episode with pictures and videos. If you would like to support us via Patreon, you'll also receive more exclusive content like a weekly after the credits conversation with the host and more to come. That can all be found at patreon.com slash Temple Tours Pod. We are so grateful for your support. Here's a fun fact. The temple, the Nashville, Tennessee temple, when it was dedicated, had a fountain in the courtyard area. The fountain is no longer there. It resides at a member's home close by. So we took our wedding photos on the steps is where we did like all of our like family photos and everything like that. And then, and our bridles and stuff. And then we took our photos in the courtyard and area where the fountain was that they now have landscaping in. It's really gorgeous. There's also the back little courtyard area. It's not very big, but it is really beautiful. And the back of the temple has three windows with these beautiful like circles and stained glass and stuff like that. It was really pretty. We took some photos back there as well because it was in the shade which are we got married on august 10th so it's like the hottest day of the year (laughs) so it was really humid and really hot and my husband's not accustomed to tennessee weather he's not from tennessee once we found shade he was doing a lot better and now we're going to talk about some symbolism the temple and chapel sit on 6.86 acres in a beautifully charming southern neighborhood in franklin tennessee Imagine big trees and brick homes with window shutters. On one side, the temple is visible from a busy road that feeds into Nashville. Like most smaller temples, the exterior is made of Imperial Danby white marble. Similarly, the temple has two instructional rooms, two ceiling rooms, and one baptistry. The total square footage is 10,700 square feet. The circle in the square is a common symbol found in temples built at the turn of the century. It represents the place where heaven and earth meet. For saints who spent years traveling to Atlanta, Georgia, or Washington, D.C. temples, this new Nashville temple is a place closer to home where they can go and receive revelation. 
Thank you for listening. We hope you learned something new about the Nashville, Tennessee Temple today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Temple Tours Pod for more information and photos of this beautiful temple. We are so grateful for those of you who have submitted your stories about your temple. Don't worry, your episode is coming. If you have a story that you would like to share about your temple, email us at ldstempletours at gmail.com. Temple Tours is a production of Mecco Radio. Jerrica Dennison and Matt Wild hosted today's episode. Special thank you to Kylie for sharing her stories with us today. This episode was written and produced by Jerrica Dennison, and I, Alex Williams, edited this program. The music we use includes Where I Find Rest by Sun Wash, In the Clouds by Be Still the Earth, Wonderland by Mitro, Ray by Kevin Graham, Horizon by Cloud Cover, Intro by Miles Kredic, and After All This Time by Ben Winwood. A full list of sources and credits can be found in the show notes. And we should note, this is not an official podcast of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode.